Yeah, we can't leave them where we left them. No. Gotta find out if the, if the Emperor's Plague is yeah. released. Yeah, I bet. No. I'm kind of hoping it is. Yeah. At this point. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they'll deserve it. Maybe, maybe uh, Nola deserves yeah. one. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about Jedi Bounty, which is... I don't know what number yeah, we're on. Yeah, it's the penultimate book in this Emperor's Plague Diversity Alliance right. story arc. So We've got one more after this. Yeah, one more after this. Um, and I don't even know where to begin, I guess. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> <laughs> so it's, it's hard to come back to this a after transition from the Han Solo trilogy. trilogy. It's a little bit like a defeat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess... I spent a lot of this book just kind of like with my hands in the air, just like, oh, you're gonna do that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go. I mean, I do think it do is it. an improvement from where we left them with delusions of grandeur. Yeah. In terms of like structure and cohesiveness. Yeah, I accept the argument that this is a book. Yeah, right. It is a book and things happen. Some of them, yeah. Some right. things happen. Um,. There's some characters. Yeah, I I don't know that there are character development. No, no. Goodness, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> my, my word. Yeah. Gracious, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no character development. The plot moves ever so slightly. <laughs> Glacially forward. <laughs> um, but maybe let's try our... I mean, and I will preface this right now, that... <laughs> some life changes happening this week this book went in one ear and plopped on the floor because <laughs> i was just flipping through it before i came to do this and i was like oh i completely forgot so i'm gonna do my best no, I, think, I think you're ready okay so we we begin with the young jedi knights on a camping trip on Yavin yeah and yeah um, they are i'm gonna hold back uh, a two-hour hike away from the temple in they do not have a comm link. Nope. And we've heard over and over again how Yavin has incredibly dangerous... Murder monster machines. <laughs> Just... But, you know, they're they're having a stressful time, so let's... So they decide to go camping. Um, I'm not clear on whether the camping was, like, their idea. Like, let's get out of the temple and go yeah. camping for a while. Or... If it's supposed to be an exercise of their Jedi skills, that T- yeah. but, I, but Luke's not there, and this doesn't feel like a Tion suggestion. No, this feels like they just decided to take Let's a trip. Let's go camping. It'll yeah. be really fun. Yeah, so it's it's Jason, Jaina, Tanelka, and Raynar, and Raynar, and and they're talking about and, e- and MTD, MTD, right? They're all, especially MTD, very worried about Loey. They right. have so the last we left Loey, he was on his or he was on Ryloth. With Raba and his sister Sira, right? Uh, Raba's trying to sort of initiate him, right? Sort of covertly by just like showing him what's How what. Great, the diversity alliance. Yeah, and it's, it's been a couple weeks. It's been two weeks, and they haven't heard anything from him, and they haven't been able to get a hold, hold of, of him. him. Yeah. Anytime um, they try to call, the diversity alliance guys are like, "No, he's busy. Yeah, hang up. Click." <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting worried, and. Then, um, they, oh, so two things happen. Yeah. One, Raynar is attacked by a monster and sustains <laughs> a serious <laughs> leg injury. I wrote in my notes, oh my god, poor Raynar. <laughs> like, there's a massive gash taken out of his yeah. leg. Because these Because people... this is a terrible place to go camping. This is like camping where there are, like, Kodiak bears. Yeah. Like, that is what this is like. Kodiak bears that just had cubs. Yeah. Like, and, cub season for the Kodiak bears. the cubs are living right next door <laughs> to the tent. And, like, you walk outside, look at the cub, and the Kodiak bear just slashes you. Yeah. So, there's some animal with giant claws that slashes yeah. Raynar. And... That happens, and around the same time, they're saying, like, well, what are we going to do? Because Rainer's losing a lot of blood. And yeah. <laughs> all the way back to the temple. It's a two-hour hike. It's, and 
Then someone else shows up and tells them that Tenelka's grandmother is coming. Right. So they need to get back to the temple. Right. Anyway, oh, it's Lusa. Right, Lusa, yeah. That's and she, she, which we didn't know that, I think the previous book, that she has had some medical training. training. Well, first she just says, I'll give, I'll you, carry, I'll give yeah. you a ride. Right. Because she's a centaur. centaur. yeah. So she carries Raynor back to the Jedi Temple and also they say, well, you gotta come because when we told your grandmother that Luke right. wasn't here, she demanded that right. we produce you right. immediately. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go back and Tenelka's grandmother has come to in person tell her what she discovered about the Diversity right. Alliance. Which does make some sense because she'd be worried about spies and yeah, what's happening. Yeah, kind of sent out through sending messages to her parents that they were yeah. interested in discovering more about the diversity right. alliance so and Tasha is no thing. dummy and she right. knows that like this is important information for her granddaughter right to know. so Tajum shows up and says basically you guys are right the diversity alliance is a big problem they're laundering money from various sources yeah. they're engaged in this and that they hire a lot of assassins right they're involved in the drug spice and, trade right they're making money off of Ryle. Yeah, which is produced on Ryloth. Right. And, I mean, nothing too specific, but just, like, this is some real, this is a real shame. Right, it is not what they think, you know, what they're presenting to the world is right. not what's they're, happening. Yeah, violent, heavily militarized, preparing for something. Right. And so then they go talk to Lusa, who is in the hospital area with Raynar, where yeah. they just have a medical droid <laughs> smacking them around. Yeah, I mean, the, the medical facilities on Yavin are... Nothing. Right. So Lusa takes over. And Thank God for Lusa. <laughs> bandages him up. And they ask her something along the lines of, like, so I hear that the diversity alliance is real dangerous and they don't let people leave. Yeah. And Lusa says, well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I had a friend who tried to quit and they brought him back and Hot Rock ate him. He ate him, yeah. Like, he just ate him. And she's like, yeah, that's why I, like, snuck off and yeah. found Luke, because... Like, he made him and made us all made us all watch, and that's why I wanted to be protected. Yeah, right. Like, I didn't just leave and... Yeah, and I, around the same time, some Bothan guy in mm-hmm. a uniform comes in, staring at Lusa, real creepy. Yeah. And he's and like, where's the temple? And they're like, oh, you're so lost. There, <laughs> and nothing suspicious here. We're yeah. just talking about assassins and murder. Of yeah. course, we've never <laughs> seen before. Here's directions to the temple. <laughs> oh, he he's dressed as a military. Right. Because the New Republic has been stationed since... Jedi under siege. Yeah, there I guess. have been some Jedi. There have been some New Republic. Luke soldiers. is real annoyed that they're there because what a nuisance. Yeah. High <laughs> <I> roll, <laughs> Luke. Um, but yeah, so they just assume that he is part of this military. Right. Um, and they send him off on his way. On and Lusa essentially tells them, you know, it, even if Lobaka never officially joined the Diversity Alliance, just the fact that he went to Ryloth and has had it all explained to him. Right. It's probably gonna... enough in Nula's mind right. that if he w- wants to leave, he would be a traitor right. to her cause. Right. Um, so they're all freaked. Right. So they're like, well, we have to go get Loey. Right. Um, and they decide to do it secretly. Yeah. First time. Yeah. I think they've ever decided it's to do it. the first time they've ever snuck secretly. off. Secretly. Oh, except maybe the... The TIE Fighter in the original right. book. But that, well, whatever. Right. This is the first time that they're like, we're not going to ask permission. Right. We're, we're sneaking off. We don't think we would get permission. Right. So they make up a story to tell Luke that uh, that, that Tanelka is having some kind of family crisis. Right. Well, what they say is Tanelka, because Lucy says, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to lie for you. Right. When people ask me where you are. Right. I have to tell them something. I have to tell them something. And Tanelka says... Tell them my grandmother arrived with disturbing news of a conspiracy, and the four of us have gone to investigate. Oh, okay. Yeah, but also, like, that's not... That's fine. A legit... Right, you can leave for that, but you can't leave... For this, because... They both seem, like, equally problematic. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because if there's a disturbing conspiracy from Hapes, it involves... Assassins. A lot of murder. Yeah. Buckets and buckets (laughs) of blood. It's, you know... Hapes is not that much safer than Ryloth. No. uh, Yeah, so it... I don't know why they weren't, like, Lando called and said, like, let's go on a gem diver excursion. Like, something... (laughs) Light and fun. <laughs> but well, no. Because Lucy said she wouldn't lie. Yeah. And that is technically true. True. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, and then Luke will just assume we went to Hapes and yeah. not call. Right. There will be no follow-up. Nope. Right, it'll no be fine. No one will try to get in touch with us. Yeah. Um, so they leave, they pawn the babysitting, pet sitting on Toulouse. On Toulouse, because they're not right. telling, right. anybody. telling anybody. Um, and they head off yeah. to Ryloth. They do, and... There must then be something that happens with Zek, because here in my notes I have, it says, Zek, go home. <laughs> he decides, so Zek, oh, maybe let's just get the Zek out of the way, because I'm going to scream how much I hate Zek. Um, he's, he runs into Dengar. He gets a distress signal from, from Born Dan- and Thule. Right, Born and Thule. Um, and Born and Thule is being attacked by Dengar. By Dengar, right, and he... Because he has now realized that something... He's friends with Raynar. I don't know. Like, something has changed in him where he's... He's decided... He... decided to help Borden Thule instead of... Yeah, he believes that the capture of Borden Thule would yield some kind of mysterious... Right, he doesn't know exactly what... Even though... Come on, kid. Like, yeah, he's, the, he, he's been to a place... He has place every of piece <laughs> of the puzzle. And there's only four pieces. Right, and no other character does. <laughs> so he... Yeah, he, he... But he decides to help Born and Thule, and he disables Dengar's ship. Right. And then uh, Born and Thule is saying, no, you're a bounty hunter. I'm not going to trust you. And right. Zach is like, I'm just barely a bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible at this. Yeah. Oh, um, brand new. <laughs> I don't even know the rules. Yeah. And then Boba Fett also shows up to try to capture Born and Thule, mm-hmm. and Zach plants a tracking device on Born and Thule's right. ship as Born and Thule jumps into hyperspace and then Zet jumps into hyperspace going in some other direction. Yeah, leaving leaving Dengar and Boba Fett. Yeah, what? Behind very angry. Oh yeah. Boba Fett Super. calls Nula to tattle on Zek. Yeah, which is t- like I have in my notes Nula thinks Boba Fett's reputation is undeserved. I have that and too. like, duh. <laughs> I'm getting to believe Boba Fett that your reputation is, is undeserved. undeserved. It is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, because Boba Fett goes to her and is like, well, like, two of us, like, almost had Born and Thule. But then this guy, Zach, made it so that we didn't catch Born yeah. and Thule. So I just thought you'd like to know right. that this guy, Zach, right. is a problem. Right. And it's just like, no, all we know now is that you're terrible at your job. Yeah, and a tattletale. Right. And a. <laughs> Like, Boba Fett snitching is the least attractive (laughs) Boba Fett we've had so far. Especially because there's, like, there's no boat, there's no advantage for him in tattling. She's not putting out a bounty on Zack. She's not. Right, he's just being a. She, yeah, he's just being a jerk about it. Yeah, a very sore loser. But Zack then spends an entire chapter just (laughs) thinking. He just. He puts the ship in park. He anchors the ship and says, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and think things through. I'm going to sit here on my (laughs) ship. six or seven pages. In space, thinking my thoughts to figure out what any normal functional human being would have figured out in the last book. Yeah. Or the book before. Or the book before. When did he go to that planet where everyone died? That was... Diversity Alliance. That was two books ago. Okay, yeah. Anyone with a brain would have figured out two books ago yeah, that this is what was going what on. What was going on? Where he's saying, "Okay, so Born and Thule has something right that will kill all the humans, mm-hmm. and Nula wants to kill all the, the humans. humans." Wait a second. And that guy who was <laughs> dead said that. Nula yeah. <laughs> wanted him to give her the thing that kills all. The, I mean, yeah, it's it takes a while. But it is aching, but he gets it eventually. Eventually, and he decides, well, I really gotta go to Gavin yeah. and warn, yeah, everybody. Zach is basically working on the level of like Kronk. Yeah, <laughs> it's Kronk, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a less lovable Kronk. Yeah, Kronk with fewer skills. Yeah, yeah, Kronk with fewer skills and less heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he decides with that knowledge that. He should have had for a very long time now that he needs to go to Yavin. Yeah. For a reason? Warren, he's like, I gotta tell Jaina and Jason. Why? I don't know. Does Luke, I don't know. I, he, he just, he seems to, like, if it's not somebody I know personally, I'm not gonna <laughs> deal with them. Yeah, like, 
maybe. Hmm. I don't know. He just he's like Yavin. I mean, because everything yeah. is yeah. centered around Yavin. He goes to Yavin. I can maybe look it up. But I don't worry about it. It's not, it. It's not worth it. Because I. <laughs> up in the new Jedi Order series. We're I, gonna, would, we're gonna get Quarrel. I would love a Quarrel check-in oh, at this point. I would rather have a Quarrel check-in than like a Zek trying to when they were out camping yeah. in the woods the Put Quarrel the was like puzzle together. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Zek then This he, triangle doesn't fit into the circle yeah. shape. <laughs> I wonder if it fits into the square shape. <laughs> oh, sort of does. <laughs> yeah, he is a real uh so anyway, so in the meantime... So he goes to Yavin, and he runs into... He saves Lusa from an assassination Right, attempt, so it's the Bothan. The Bothan guy. Um, Many Bothans died. Yeah. But this is not a good Bothan. This is a bad <laughs> Bothan. This Bothan tries to kill Lusa right, because she because abandoned she the Diversity yeah. Alliance, and, and Luke so, yeah. and Zek save her. Yeah, step in. And then she fesses up. Right, that like... They went to Ryloth and right, and so then they all get on a ship to go, go to Ryloth, him, yeah. Which is good because meanwhile well, on Ryloth, <laughs> so the the young Jedi take the rock dragon. They land on, so they no, they pass like, like a shipping container, right? And they space jump into the shipping container so that the rock dragon looks like it was abandoned right, and comes. Nula in has empty. like a collection of yeah ships. Uh, it's not a space barn, but no. Miss the space box. <laughs> yeah, so they and then they sneak out, and they're the people for, working there are like, "Where'd the ship come?" Yeah, <laughs> and they're looking for Loey, and they get almost to Loey, and yeah. then Raba right stuff shows then. up and is like, "No, you don't yeah. get to talk to Loey. You guys are enemies of the Diversity Alliance. Right, yeah. She has some sort of uh, tortured, internalized yeah. justification for all this." Um, but she takes them to Nula, and Nula ultimately decides to make them be slaves right. in the spice mines the spice of, mines of Ryloth. Ryloth, right? Um, and and so and then meanwhile, Loi or Sira finds the rock dragon. Sira's really into right. Sira really wants to be a pilot. Right. Sira's pretty enthusiastic about the diversity alliance right. thing. Loey's not sold. Yeah, he, he's very suspicious. And Sira comes to him and says, like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing new ship that right. I think I'm going to get to pilot. Uh, Rob told me I shouldn't tell you about it, but, like, I'm so excited. I'm definitely going to tell right, you about right, it. Right. You want to come see? Isn't this, like, the ship that your friends had? And Loey says, that is 100%. Right, that is the actual ship. <laughs> my friend's ship. So he goes to confront Raba and... Yeah. Stuff. He says he's <laughs> mad at her. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then I think doesn't he go and confront Nula too? And it was like, well, no, no, okay, no, <laughs> not the thing that happened. No, he does not confront Nula. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't confront Nula. He goes and gets like a fake guard uniform. Yeah, that's right. And he gets, and he gets MTD. Right. And he, he makes a distraction. brings up an alarm. He gets a distraction. gets them out of the mines. And... They get separated. They get separated. I don't... Oh, Loey wants... Has to go back for Sira. Right, 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 right. not right, my right. sister here. And so he goes back for Sira, and then everybody else is running, and in an effort to escape, they somehow cause a cave-in. Yeah. And... Oh. Jaina and Raynar go into the hot side of Ryloth. Right. And Tinokan and Jason go into the cold, cold side, side of Ryloth. Ryloth. Yeah. With this idea that Loey's going to get the rock dragon. Right, and they'll meet. And come meet them. And Tinoka and Jason are cold. Right. And they, like, <laughs> hug each other. And Jason is just so, so into Tinoka. Yeah. Um... And they meet an old Twilight man. Oh, that's right. Named Kerr. Yeah, who's who? I guess used to be a clan leader or something. We don't really get Kerr's story. Yeah, story. Yeah, but they rescue. They, they take him. They with take them. him and and uh, Havrock and some Diversity Alliance guys follow Raynar. Yeah, Korsk is involved in this. Yeah, he, he's the um, 
forget what his alien is. He's like a liz- the reptile one, but he's his natural prey or natural prey are Wookiees. Natural enemy is Wookiees. Yeah, so he is really into like, well, if these guys are traitors, I'm gonna eat them. Oh, really? Well, yeah, like, he's like this throughout this book, he's like, I'm really hungry for some Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's really into kidnapping them. And then Luke and yeah, Luke and Zach show up, up and save them. Yeah, and Sierra and Lily come on the rock right, dragon, and everyone gets out, and they go back to they don't go back to Yavin. They go to Coruscant, and they're like, "Well, we really gotta like tell the government." Yeah, this is a <laughs> this, is this is a big problem. Um, and so we leave them. They're headed off into the back to tanks to right, get their to get their wounds dressed, and they're on Coruscant dealt with. And that's where that so goes. That was that book. <laughs> yeah. Arguably. Um, uh, what, where do we want to start with this? <laughs> I don't even know what to say about all of this. So, I mean, I guess maybe talk. I'm interested in talking a little bit about the Diversity Alliance just as an organization. Okay. Because early on, it seemed like, I mean, maybe they were, like, slightly more um, militarized or aggressive in their goals right. than they immediately presented, but it seemed like it was all in the face, right? Yeah, right. But, like, this is a political movement. We're trying to bring right. as many alien species together as we can in order to, um, you know, affect... Change, right, change on a structural right. political right. level. We're unhappy with the governments right. of the New Republic. You know, fine. Right. It's on the face of it. But now it seems almost like like a cult or something where yes. it's much more about like individual control Troll, right. of the individual people or not yes. people, the individual, individual sentients right, who show up, right? So it's not like we need an alliance with the Wookiees, but it's like you, you three right, specific, specific Wookiees, Wookiees right, because, right. are our Wookiees, you have to stay here. So it seems much less like a political movement than just like a cult of personality built around Yeah, and like who, who's the most useful yeah. sentient Right, but like recruiter. It just seems like a very. It seems like the the second thing is gonna mess up the first thing. Yes. Right. That right. If you're kidnapping people, if people are afraid to leave, you're like that's right, you're gonna not, make it much harder. Yeah. To bring people into the fold. It does seem in this book more than the others that Nula is really just out. For her own yeah. vengeance, and I think I think we were hopeful in the sense of like it being a more interesting story, right? And and I guess in Diversity Alliance, that book, that like part of it is that she was out for revenge. Part of it is that she actually did believe right. that there was right un- she... that this was unfair and that aliens do deserve a more equal place. Right. In the galaxy, and, the, and that equality can actually only be achieved right through what it is she, she's through what she's doing. Doing, and now it's like no, she just really right. She has no interest in equality. She humans. has no interest in justice. Right, she's not interested in other aliens. Right, she's not only the ones who, who can help in the her. Right, of other aliens. She's right. just right. She's just out for this yeah. one target, and she'll do anything right to do right. So there really isn't a. Political no backdrop, even no. in the slightest, which to makes, this whole which thing. I find very like disappointing. Yes, and yes. I also find it to be like problematic messaging. To yes. be like anytime somebody's claiming that they're interested in dealing with structural oppression, or right. anytime someone claims that you know a history of inequality is right. continuing to have effects on individuals. Now, they're just manipulative complainers. Right, right, right. Who are, like, <laughs> trying to turn people against each other. Right, and yeah. Yeah, and it really, this book really puts, like, even the back, so the back cover of the book that we have, right, the last sentence is, but what can a small group of humans do against a planet full of hostile aliens? Like, it really does put, like, well, hum- these poor humans. Yeah. <laughs> like, on Ryloth, which... You know they are in danger. It's a it's a bad situation, but it does make it seem like yeah. like all aliens except for the Wookies are out. Even the Boss, they're like yeah. colonizing the Boss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Boss is good. Yeah. yeah, it's just like 
yeah, the all the aliens are except Loey, who is friends with Ardana, like really easily manipulated. Right, that they're right, they're easy to turn to sort of evil doings. Right, and Robert even talks about like the fact that the stories of the bad things that humans have done to aliens should be enough to convince anyone right. of this cause, which is just like, that's right, like, these are just, it's just propaganda. Right, right. Like, we right. don't need to talk about this. Like, right. That's not all humans. Right, right, right. Of, right. Yeah, it's, you know. it's, yeah, it really undo, like, this book sort of solidifies that undoing that. Same. Right, that anything that was sort of brought up in the Diversity Alliance book that, you know, Maybe this is an interesting, complex story. Yeah. Dead. It is. (laughs) Dead on arrival. It's really dead. And I would like so much. You know, you could really do a lot of the same beats and keep it more complicated. Yeah. You don't need to have Havrak eating a guy to keep them in line or anything like that. No. You don't need to have somebody coming to execute... Lusa. Right, it could be much more subtle than that. Yeah, Lusa's struggle could be based on the fact that by leaving the Diversity Alliance, she's, you know, now sort of, you know, exiled from her people or something Right, right, right. It doesn't need to be so pointed. Like, it can be a little done, I think, a little bit more uh, delicately and, and woven in instead of just sort of bluntly. Yeah, and that bluntness was a thing throughout this whole book because yeah. people talk in exposition mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah, it was, yeah, and more so I felt in this book than in, in any in, of the other ones. In any of the other books, people are just constantly right, talking. explaining. In exposition, saying who and what they are. Like, they're out camping and Jaina says something about, like, our friend Zek is a bounty hunter. And it's yeah. just like, Yes, Jada. Yeah. Everyone in the space was with you the right. last time you saw him. Everyone was with yeah. our radar. Be like, there's all these bounty hunters out there looking for Born and Thule. My father. Yeah, he's like, on the run. Yeah. From, it's like we all know that, Raynor. I think so. This is something that I was thinking about a lot yesterday, and you can tell me if this is a crazy thought. <laughs> but so you know, you have a daughter who's three, and and I watch her sometimes. We we both watched preschool television right yep. and and shows that are aimed at preschoolers and yep. a lot of them you know have similar structures in the sense that like it's a group of children a group of kids right and either there's an imaginary world or a world in which the rules of our world don't really exist right and they go on adventures right yeah but there are rules and like we understand those worlds yeah. within the spaces yeah. of those things and like puppy dog pals which like i have a lot of questions <laughs> as you know yes. because i texted you yesterday like what's up with bob this is a disney junior disney yeah junior, yeah, junior show. show i was actually about to text you about bob today <laughs> <laughs> i have a ton of questions mom comes and visits him a lot i think someone's watching out <laughs> i'm worried about bob but but that world is so in one episode yeah so clearly laid out yeah. as to like what can and cannot happen these puppy dogs are conscious. They are doing things, right? Right. I believe it. I mean, you look at, like, My Little Pony, right? Yeah. Which is, like, and Pat Oswalt has that whole joke about right. how mythological that show yeah, is. It's, it's intricately at built. children. It is not meant for adults, even though adults have sort of taken right. it up, right? It is, children can watch the show and understand. These books don't do <laughs> as well as those shows. No, they don't. Because each book... There's feels like there's this need to like reestablish the rules and regulations right. of of this world in a world that like is Star Wars. We know yeah that we everything. should know this world that you know the complexities of that world are already laid out for us in a way that you don't need to explain every single book what's going on. Yeah, no, I mean <laughs> just like in very small things like why are the kids camping in these monster murder woods right you know right like, little things like that that i don't question in puppy right. dog house, no, in puppy dog house <laughs> either we start at home bob's house which is the young four right. puppy dog house, right. or if they are somewhere it's a place where it makes sense for right. them to they're be at the eye doctor or yeah, they're at the park the dog park right or they're, they're in a pumpkin patch, patch. right <laughs> We're in a really straight out of go. I watched the episode twice yesterday. <laughs> but like, 
it, it makes so much sense. We do not need an no, explanation. And they're all in places where it makes sense for dogs to be. Right. The, like, you know, we have... Because this show has already set the limits of what can happen. Like, the dogs can scuba dive. They can go to Paris. Right. Like, we already know that that can happen. Right. No, they, lay they, it, don't need- they lay it all out in the opening song. <laughs> right, to reset it. And then from there, they just go. Right, and... and- for all of those shows, like the good yeah. ones, yeah, right, PJ Masks, right, My Little uh, Pony, My Little Pony, um, Burchester, yeah, right, Burchester Hotel, like it all makes sense immediately, and right. there's no question. No, this is much more like on the level of super monsters. Yeah, <laughs> this is super monsters level. Where it's like from the get go, you should have laid out what. Yeah, is it's a problem. Anytime you're in a school, there's just so many right, problems. right, because if you're in a school where and I, I, I hate. I don't hate it because it's great, but like we always go back to Harry Potter because Harry Potter does this really well too, where it's like, you know, it's, uh, we were talking about this, I guess last week that it's a British school. So the rules are a little bit different than like an American school that might be a little bit of a, you know, a disconnect for American audiences. But like for the most part, there's a set of rules. It totally makes sense that Harry and his friends sometimes go off and do their own thing. Yeah. Harry is a target, right? So he's often, like, on his own. Yeah. It makes sense that there aren't parents or guardians there on their back all the time. Here, it does not make sense why Luke isn't, hey, you know, there are murder monsters. <laughs> you know, maybe, like, let's or have a sleepover. Or even this idea that they <laughs> got on a spaceship and left to go to another planet without checking in with right. anyone first. Like, no one. Even if... Where even if you did just get on your spaceship to go to Gem Diver Station, like that should be right against the rules. You should I, be able to also. How do you leave the planet with nobody knowing? If we were talking about the same yeah. thing too, if you had a helicopter in your driveway and flew it up in the air, the air traffic control <laughs> would say something. Would be like, I'm sorry, you can't do that. Like you need to register. <laughs> like there's no way this works. I mean, it seems like there's no one working on Yavin. No, but I mean. I, as an adult woman, a legally adult woman in my 20s, living hundreds and hundreds of miles away from my parents, got in trouble with my dad for, like, going to visit a friend in a different state and not saying anything first, because my dad was like, you you can do what you want, but I want to know where you are. Right, yeah, no, I've gotten, uh, there was a time when I was in grad school where I, like, called my dad as I was walking home from someone's house, and he's like, well, just, like, let me know when you get to your house. Yeah, it's in New York, I'm in Chicago, like, it's, but I forgot to call, and I woke up to 30 missed calls and got... (laughs) screamed at. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I was, just, I was like, when I got the phone, I was like, oh, yeah, I just got off the plane. Like, I'm headed back from yeah. uh, LaGuardia. I got, just got back from North Carolina. He was like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was in trouble. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not tons of it, but, right. but there like, was a firm voice. Yeah, if I am leaving the state or the country, like, yeah. no. they want to know. Exactly. These kids are 15 yeah. tops. Right. And, and they are getting on spaceships. Right. And going. And flying. To dangerous planets. To dangerous planets. Also, as far as I can tell, there's no, like, licensing system for getting no. your spaceship They flying. just decided. They're just like, Jane, you're the captain. Oh, you're the <laughs> co-pilot. Done. <laughs> it's like if you just, like, someone handed you a car and you were 14 and they're just like, just drive it. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> you can bring your friends wherever you want. Yeah. Like, like sh- all right. No license, no license place, no registration. When I was 15, my mom wouldn't even let me get in the car and go to the beach with my friend. Yeah. Who was legally licensed to drive, but my mom was just like, you know, it's a 30-minute drive. Yeah, right. Like, like, I just, I don't think it's, I don't think y'all are ready for that. Yeah, you definitely, like, if I did get in the car with my friend who had her license, like, Like there's a lot of texting and calling. Like, maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's just, there's no, because we have parents who love us. (laughs) That's the thing, is that I don't think Leia and Han love these kids. <laughs> yeah, they act at the end. Like, Leia and Han are so upset that they took, these kids took all this like danger on this. I was like, oh, oh, now you care right. about kids Afterwards. taking risks. Yes. Yeah. They, Han and Law at a previous book signed off on these kids flying in their first trip on a spaceship, <laughs> flying to an asteroid field, a pirate filled <laughs> and known hangout for yeah. pirates asteroid field. And he's just like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, sure. Just, like, call when you get there. Yeah, sure. That's fine. If I don't hear her in three days, I'll just assume you're dead. <laughs> like, just like, you're, like, 20 now, right? right. You do what you want. Right. Yeah, you're, like, legally adult. It's fine. 
you're done, right? Winter raised you and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it is that like small, it, it, I mean, it's not a small thing. It's a really big thing, right? That like we're 20 books into the series <laughs> and we don't have a cohesive like world. Well, we've never had, I guess, except Jedi Under Siege, which obviously that was a weird day for the Jedi school. <laughs> but like we need so much earlier on, we needed the second or third, but well, I guess the first one was set completely on Yavin. We needed another book set completely on Yavin that right. was in some way within the normal routine of right, Yavin. Of like, we needed to get yes. a feeling, right. a stronger feeling of and what daily life... Maybe that's part of it, is that these books, even though they're connected, right, and they're continuing plots, they're so serialized, and each book needs to be so self-encompassed yeah. that it is really hard to get a rhythm, right? Because with the Han Solo trilogy, you know, we had time jumps and, you know, yeah, like the story continued and it was, you know, it was somewhat serialized, but like we had an arc that went through all three of those books. Yeah, no, I mean, you could read the Hut Gambit without Paradise Snare and it would make sense, but it would make a lot more sense, sense with right. Paradise with Snare. With these, like they're... I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just the way in which they were m- meant to be written, like as these like all like all encompassed books. But like the reason we have like Jaina like talking about what Zek is is yeah. because I guess you're meant to pick this up and just read it without necessarily having read yeah. all of them. I wonder if. But it would be great if like you know, Heirs of the Force and what was the second one? The Lost Ones. No, Lost Ones. Oh, Shadow the- Academy. Yeah. Right. If, like, those were just, like, that was one story, right? It didn't end abruptly and then begin. Right. Right? That, like, there was more connection between these books other than just, like, the plot slowly moving forward. Yeah. And, I mean, I would like it if there was a way to integrate the stories into them being students at the Jedi Academy. Yes. Right. As students. As students. Because... It seems like them being students of the Jedi Academy is just like an obstacle for the story to overcome. Right. Early Instead on. of you know, and again, that's what makes Harry Potter so interesting is because we spend time in classes yeah. and we know their schedule and those like minute details. You know, I guess for some people maybe is too much, but that's what makes that world so flush, right? That like right. we have an under like an understanding of their day-to-day routine of what it takes to actually be a licensed wizard. Right. right? And here, like, to me, they don't even use the force that much. No. They, like, sometimes feel they sometimes each, other. each other. And they sometimes will do something <laughs> Push a sassy with an object. But, like, it's not using the force the way no. Yoda no. wants us to use the force. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> <laughs> that was a big tangent. I know, time. I agree. <laughs> but I mean, I also think that another, I guess if we'll just, we'll just ride the Harry Potter Yeah, I think, I think it's hard but not to Another Another thing is that like in Harry Potter, it really feels like the adults like take what they are doing seriously, yes. but are also adults. Right. right? And They're have living their, their lives, lives right. and they are doing their thing and Things that are difficult for the kids to handle are no big deal for the adults right. and all that stuff. And Luke seems, when he does step in, just as sort of perplexed, <laughs> flummoxed and petty. Yeah, and like annoyed that yeah. he has to deal with as the kid. Like, I at one point he is talking to Lusa and Zach, <laughs> and he's like, "Look, everybody here knows that we all care about Jason and Jaina yeah. and Tittle Carl and Raina." telling them who they have crushes on. Right, which like, like, they already know. <laughs> this is a weird use of the force. Yeah, or if they don't know. And then when they're flying... They're not going to listen to you. And then they take Lusa with them back to Ryloth because she knows like how to right, get right, everything. Right. And Lusa, who is, must have PTSD, is like, yeah. I'm feeling kind of freaked out about coming yeah. here. This is scary. And Luke's like, yeah, that's why it's part of your healing process. Yeah. <laughs> he is making that up on the fly. <laughs> he is pulling that BS out of his butthole. <laughs> and just like... <laughs> He's like, oops. Like, she said that, and he's like, oh, shit. We should not have brought her here. That's actually probably really dangerous. She's probably, like, a really emotionally fragile. Wait, I'll just, like, wrap it up in, like, yeah. some sort of lesson. Yeah, I'm a no teacher, problem. right? It's, like, it's no problem. Yeah, like, he purposefully, like, brought her on this dangerous mission so she could face her fear. Yeah, it's like, madness. Like, that's also not how. Yeah. The whole point of 
point of revisiting what you've been traumatized by is to do it in like a safe environment. Right, and once you've like gotten to the point where like once you've gotten to the you point feel where you're like ready, you, but like the first step would be just like to talk about it. Yeah, and well, then when yeah. you get to the point where you can talk about it without being afraid, right? Move to the like. Mm-mm. Luke's just like, you know, shit, we're gonna fly back. Yeah, <laughs> guys, trying to kill you all yeah. over the place. <laughs> well, we're gonna go right there, and I'll be here and. I'll try to help you. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost kids before. <laughs> kids have died on my watch. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, I have a pretty good track record. Yeah. <laughs> More have lived than died. Yeah, right. <laughs> Of the teachers at Hogwarts, yeah, even the bad ones, <laughs> like with that kind of attitude. Not even Slughorn, no. And he was really checked out, but at least he taught them something. He would try Felix Felicius. Yeah. I know all about that. Exactly. He would try a little and like not consciously and then do get anything drunk. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'll drink with you, but only if you're seventeen. Yeah. It's fine. Sixteen. Oh my god. He's worse than any teacher at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. That's really sad. He is. Because there's some terrible teachers. Yeah, I know. I mean, they don't run background checks at Hogwarts. Yeah, like. Even Lockhart, like, taught a class. Yeah, he tried. Yeah. He kept to a schedule. Yeah, right. Yeah, he held class. Yeah. I mean, he, like, assigned his own books. books. But, you know. They were books. Has Luke written a book? No, he <laughs> just finds them. Yeah. And puts them on a shelf. <laughs> Look at the books. I'm not gonna read them. I'm not gonna read them. That's not what they're for. They're decoration. Yeah. But it's like going to Michaels and find those like boxes that like look like books. You know, like decorative books. Put it on a shelf. It's actually a board game on the inside. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Let's see, what else can we... Um, Raynor has no weapon, and we are reminded of that. A lot. Constantly. How Raynor... Well, Raynor's got no weapon. Yeah. We're reminded a lot that Raynor doesn't have a weapon, and we're reminded a lot that Ryloth is dangerous before anything dangerous happens. Right. There's just so much, like, this is really dangerous, this is a problem, it's gonna be really dangerous. At one point... Uh, just to stay on Rainer for a second, mm-hmm. Zach is talking, or not talking, he's thinking about his friends and how he, like, misses Jane and Jason since the beginning of the book, and he goes, though he hated to admit it, even Rainer. <laughs> he hated to admit that he felt <laughs> kindness and <laughs> compassion for Rainer. Who he's met, like, twice in passing, yeah. and I don't even know if Rainer has spoken <laughs> words to him. But he, like, knows that he should hate him and feels bad when he doesn't hate him. <laughs> they also are always describing Raynor as having, like, a round moon face. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> the authors think he is ugly. They hate him so <laughs> Everyone much. hates him. And everyone who is, like, kind to him and sympathizes with him is, like, I know. Just, like, like humiliated yeah, by like, liking him. I cannot him. believe I feel bad for this kid, but I do. Lord help me. Like, <laughs> he is... A monster creature, but <laughs> look at him. Rainer's <laughs> been through so much. I like every book. I think like, oh well, now he's like part of the group. And no, <laughs> they're just like, let's let's take a moment to point out all the ways yeah. that Rainer's different from us. <laughs> uh, um, Han has told Jason about Glitterston. Doesn't tell him anything else about the <laughs> past or his his life. Yeah, but like the drugs. <laughs> Because Jason's like, I know all about the drugs. Like, <laughs> didn't Dad tell us stories? Dad told us stories about his time as a drug smuggler. Like, good times. Of all the stories to tell. Yeah, and he's got great stories. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, he didn't even use glitter stone. No, like, it didn't come up that often for him. No, not really. But he he told Jason. He's like, <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> I. Guys. <laughs> I love Sierra. Sierra's great. great. You know, she's all on board and excited to be there at the Diversity Alliance. And then yeah. Lily comes to her and says, like, this is actually evil. Right, she's like, go. okay. Yeah, you expect there to be the, like, no, I'm staying here. Right. Like, that kind of forced dramatic conflict. Yeah, like, but no, you're my big brother. I'm you're coming. my brother and I love you. And yeah. I'm disappointed, but let's mm-hmm. get out of here. Yeah. Tanel Ka is badass. Yeah. I did. And one of my notes is that this is a strong showing for Tanel Ka. Yeah. The only one, I think, really. Yeah. The- I don't really remember specifically what she did. She like kicked somebody. She did. She like she beat the crap she out. She beat of, the crap out of Hot Rock. 
think. No, Lusa like headbutts Hot Rock. I think Hot Rock oh, no, take, kicks. She, she kicked like she did kick Donkey him off kicks the, him. She yeah, Donkey kicks him off the. Off but maybe Tonka also. But I think yeah. Tonka also. Yeah, she like, like beats the crap out of somebody. Like, beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, and and I didn't think about this much until we started talking about it. But for Jaina and Jason, I don't really feel like there's any growth or push forward no for those characters which is sort of a shame i mean lowey we get a little bit of of yeah. him, his inner sort of distress about the diversity lines to like i don't know that we get any sort of like inner uh like progression but she's so awesome no she's really awesome in this book and i will i guess maybe the fact that she is becoming a little more emotionally available yeah in general it was sort of yeah she's I mean, kind of warming up to everyone yeah she really cares Jason. about them yeah and shows it in a much more overt way than yeah. she has in the past yeah it's much clearer than her and jason meant to be really like cuddling in the cold <laughs> <laughs> so i remembered this book very differently yeah I had strong memories i thought i knew exactly what i was getting mm-hmm. into and I remembered it differently. And I like the version that I remembered better. What did you remember? <laughs> <laughs> so, what I remember is happening was very much the same. Uh-huh. Except I thought that what happened was that I didn't remember new listening them to the minds of Ryloth. What I thought happened was that she, like, exiled them into, oh, into like the, the heat and the right. cold areas. Oh. As. That would have been really... Yeah, if the whole book... Or not the whole book, but if a good portion of the book was them separated, trying to find yeah. their way back to the center. Yeah, I thought that they... Like, that would have been like a much... Each exiled into the separate spaces and had to use their, like, Jedi skills right, and to everything get, to get Because those scenes, I think, were the most interesting. Yeah. Like, not so much the, like, and then, wandering and through I the caves that, like, of Lowy then... Right, comes in and... Like, sensed it yeah. and, and got them. I yeah, didn't remember better. about, like, Luke and Zek or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> I also, like... This has happened more than once... And I'm gonna mess up the other times, but oh, it happened in Shards of Alderaan, where they like get themselves out of the situation. They like figure it out, but yeah. still, somebody else comes in, yeah, to save. So like Han showing up in, in Shards of Alderaan when they've already like managed to right. to oh, get out of the situation yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, they didn't have a ride back home, right? But right. They have, in uh, in Shadow Academy, Luke yeah, shows up, right? Even though they've sort of figured ride, it out, right, and they've already. I don't know what the point of that. Because, to, and this goes back to the, sort of the adult thing, right? It's like, the adults eventually show up. Yeah. But, like, it's too late. Yeah, it's already been handled. Like, we got it. Yeah, it's fine. What are you, why are you here? <laughs> Go home. Yeah, well, I don't know. I feel like, maybe it's just that they feel like we need those characters, characters. movies but to, to me, pop up. Those characters in these books are so not the characters yeah. that we love. Like, Luke is a shell of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Book. All Leia does in this book is like look stricken yeah. when she finds out that her kids went off and did something dangerous without telling her. Yeah, not like not overly so. Just I, she's just aghast. And yeah, upset. Yeah, and all the other times was fine. Yeah, it was a, this one. It, this is a specific. This one's special. Yeah, because <laughs> they brought him to course. I was like, look at your children. <laughs> <laughs> look them in the eye and tell them you don't love them. <laughs> I really want. I mean, because I guess I guess we're gonna get to it a little bit when we do Jedi Academy, but more and and for sure when we get to Crystal Star, like more of how they were raised, because I do have some memory of like Winter and three PO involved, but in these books, it really does seem like Leia and Han are just completely yeah. hands off yeah in the Jedi Academy books they transition the kids back from winter to their parents right um but then what happened for those like 10 <laughs> years not 10 years but yeah they don't really get into what happens after that like yeah. at the end of the third one right they, they get go back Anakin, right and Jason and Jada come back in the first one but they're not really yeah they're still pretty little right yeah they're like two yeah, because in Crystal Star, I think they're, like, four. Yeah. Although they are, now I'm looking back, knowing children, children yeah. child development as they do, they're creepy two-year-olds. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be a problem. Yeah, well, I think, them. yeah, I, I, I had a 
really long conversation with uh, our friend Dom, who's also a listener, about... Hi, Dom! <laughs> <laughs> so we are both big fans of the Dune series, and they have magical twins in that series, and I read the Star Wars books before I read Dune, but now I'm thinking, oh, I think a, a lot of Jane and Jason are taken from Leto and Ganema in that series, so I'll be interested to, like... Go back and the magic Dune, twins, yeah. And then we spent a lot of time thinking about Kevin like, J. Anderson is written for Dune. Yeah, he's written for well. Dune. Yeah, so it has to be. It cannot be a coincidence. And then thinking about like magical th- twins throughout mythology and history, and um, like that trope, and and I think probably a lot of that sort of creepiness comes from because in Dune they're super <laughs> creepy. Yeah, <laughs> like I, how much they. I feel like they are not like children. Like yeah, you know? weirdly too articulate. Yeah. And, the childish in ways, but like almost seems like they're putting it on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm interested to go back, especially because we did this first yeah. with their teenagers to go back and how they were written and yes. presented. See as... where they come from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like a horrible place to go. But these poor like, kids. What happened to these children? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. This one was. This is a not struggle. a lot going on it's here. Not much happening. I mean, so I understand. How do you think we are supposed to feel about Raba at this point? I think we're supposed to think she's got. You know, she's strong and sort of stubborn. And it's just kind of fallen. Like her heart's in the right place. I think. It does not come through. No. She's a real jerk. Yeah. In this book. And she has been since the beginning. Yeah, but she's always been a jerk. Even, I think even when they introduced her as just an idea, when Loie was right. sort of just thinking about her, she it always, came off like, there's something wrong. Yeah, something, something's off. And especially the way she dealt with her reappearance on Kashyyyk. And yes, she's... she's yeah, I think I think we're meant to think of her as someone who just was like in a bad yeah situation. Although maybe not because we do have Lusa, who's a sort of counterpart, you know, that who someone who was really deep in this diversity alliance and then yeah, realized. How much do you think Raba knows about the like bad things that the diversity alliance? Does? I feel like she must know quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, she knows enough. She to, knows Hothrog eats people. She definitely knows Hothrog eats people. Yeah. And aliens. And aliens. Which is a bigger concern, ideologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she does get nervous when Loie's saying, like, I never joined the Diversity Alliance. Right, right. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't necessarily even want to be part of this. Right. You birds cracking foxy have got me up on my hind legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. She, I think she knows that if he... Really, that he can't actually leave. Right. right? But, like, she knows, like, she brought him here knowing that, and she's trying right. to manipulate him into wanting to stay. Yeah. It's confusing. It's really a bad thing to do. Yeah, horrible. I think, I think maybe, it maybe I'm be... not so right about it. Because we have, I'm trying to think of, like, the construction of this. And we have Sira, right, who yeah. is the middle ground between Loi and Raba. Right. And so if we have Sira as someone who you know, sort of thinks the Diversity Alliance has some good ideas, right, and is, you know, pretty quickly convinced yeah. by Loie that, like, this is not a good idea, right? Then maybe Raba is... We're meant to see her as, like, yeah. sort of unredeemable. Yeah, I mean, she, like, consciously knows that she's having Loie's friends sent to right. be worked to death. I mean, she certainly can't, slaves. like, love Loie and Sierra, right, if she knows No, that, if she's willing to put them in this yeah, risk. right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, wasn't there some movie about like a do about like a cult that manipulated like somebody in the cult manipulated the people to come there? It was like a recent horror movie mm. about like a Jonestown kind of situation. Yeah, or like that sounds sort of familiar. Yeah, just someone was like, "I need you to come help me get out," but yeah. it was actually just like making more people right come, come in. there. Yeah. Anyway, it does feel like very like, culty. Feels kind of like that, where it's yeah. just like we just want you to like come check it out, like come say yeah. hi, no commitments or anything. Right, in a way that the previous books did like not describe. In. Because the previous books, Nula was like, "Oh, we need to figure out like how to recruit them. Right. We need to form an alliance with them. We need to do this and that." Right, it was like, about so keeping it on the up and up a little bit. And, yeah, uh, coalition building, and now it's just yeah, like, like, well, if you're here, then well, you're not we're just leaving. gonna murder anyone yeah. who disagrees with us. Right, right. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she's seen. I mean, 
Yeah. It's interesting to have her and Sierra both as Kara. Like, yeah. You know, I feel like those two characters could be conflated into one. Yeah. Sort of more sympathetic. Yeah. Character. Yeah. It's just, this seems to be an ongoing thing in these, this series since it's happened twice now and we've only had two opportunities for it. Yeah. We start <laughs> off with like a sort of richer, more complex right, and then idea just... and then it just gets drained yeah very quickly and and it's frustrating too because these books are paced so slow in some ways that like there is time it's not like there's no time there's so much action that like we can't spend any time we spent a whole chapter watching a guy think think really floating in space floating in space thinking the thoughts of a dum-dum yeah (laughs) dupe to dupe and just tapping his fingers being like "Hmm." for a chapter yeah a whole chapter it like, almost seems like there's too many characters. Why are we keeping up with Zach? I don't know. I hate <laughs> him so much. <laughs> I didn't even remember. I thought Zach was barely in the series. I did too. I thought he really comes back later, but yeah. like, he's a main character. Yeah, he's he's a main character who's always by himself. So we don't even have him like talking to people. Yeah, he's on the cover of this book. Yeah, looking real grim and greasy. <laughs> <laughs> Greasy black hair. Yeah, he's got a real, real Don Junior hairstyle. (laughs) (laughs) Very. Yeah. Mm mm. Mm mm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Zach. No. And I don't. I don't really understand the Jane and Zach. They really were pushing that hard. Yeah. Because he'd be like, I wonder what Jane is doing. And Jason, I guess. Like (laughs) it's just like always her name first. Always thinking of her first. Yeah, like you're. Also, the, like, parent, which I, I guess is maybe... Also, if you're in someone's internal monologue, why can't Zach just be like, God, I have a massive crush, crush on, on Jaina. Jaina. Right. I, I can't wait to see like, Jaina again. He's supposed to be, like, 19 or 20. Like, right, how yeah. How could he not know no, what his feelings are? <laughs> it's also, like... And it's, like, he confused, like, man, I think of Jaina, like... Yeah. Kind of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that is. Yeah. What is that feeling in my stomach? Yeah. Yeah, and he... Like, the pairing off of people, I think, I find somewhat unnerving yeah and i guess maybe that's a trend of young adult novels of the time but like everyone has to have like a match so like rainer has to have Lucy and now yeah. and jason and so like then jane has got to be with zach and like it just seems like we got bigger fish to yeah, fry like, why are we doing this yeah you're i mean i even had that complaint with harry potter yes where well, when yeah. everyone started pairing up i was just yeah. like why are we doing this right like yeah calm down we don't right it's not necessary and not no. really how it works you know no. like especially yeah. in high school right yeah God. yeah so yeah it's it it seemed a little forced yeah Pun intended. <laughs> jedi bounty yeah i think we're done i think we're done I yes think <laughs> i mean we got further than i thought i think yeah i came into this being like i don't know what we're quite a short episode for us, but that's but, how it goes so the good news and is a lot that of this episode is about puppy dog pals yeah. <laughs> good <laughs> Let's just spread the word about Puppy Dog Pals. We need season two, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Show Great. us Puppy Dog Pals. Um, so next week we finish the Diversity Airlines arc with Emperor's The Emperor's Plague. Plague. I wonder what that one's about. Um, and that will be our last Young Jedi Knights book for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, there's a few more out there. There's three. They're called something. There's like, a, and I didn't know that, but when I was like Googling Oh, like a stuff, specific... Yeah, something weird that I can't remember off the top of my head. But there's three sort of somewhat connected yeah, think, later books. I think it's the kids are a little older. They're a little older. It has something to do with like someone from Corellia, I think, Hans. Past. Yeah, something. Um, and those I really don't remember. Like, uh, Return to Ord Mandel, Crisis of the Crystal Reef, and something about Trouble on Cloud City. Trouble on Cloud City. I don't know if that's the order that they're released in. No. Um, so we have one more trilogy. I feel like I remember individual scenes. Yeah, I, Lando is definitely involved. But I don't remember. Um, but but it turned out I didn't remember these either. Yeah, so. yeah, I thought I remembered these. I did not. <laughs> so those we're going to hold off for a while and take a really long... A long hiatus. A long hiatus. So after Emperor's Plague, we're going to do the first set of Tales from Jabba's Palace. Yeah. And so we'll let you know which... Tales. Tales. But we're going to split that into probably three. Cause there's, yeah, there's a lot of I looked of it up today and it's 500 pages of Tales. Yeah. <laughs> we will not do all the Tales at once. We'll do a few Tales. We're going to do some Tales. We're going to do some Star Wars journals. Yeah. And then for the summer, we're going to jump into 
Academy, yeah. which I'm very excited It's going to be... <laughs> it's, I, I'm excited for that. It's yeah. Good. yeah, so yeah, one more Young Jedi Knights. I know it feels like we're trudging through this, oh, but... It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We're just we've got to finish it. It's going to be the end of a story. Right. We got There to... will inevitably be things right, that happen. Yeah. Although the uh, Jedi Under Siege was a real rough, <laughs> a real rough experience. Maybe Luke will teach up something. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But we will see you yeah, uh, next, next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you would like more information, please check out our website, adolescenceafteralderon.wordpress.com, for show notes and info about upcoming episodes. We're also on Twitter, after underscore Alderon. We're on Instagram, adolescenceafteralderon. And if you would like to touch base with us, ask questions, participate in the conversation, you can email us at adolescenceafteralderon at gmail.com. Thanks so much.